The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, you know, we are all sharing so much here. We're sharing our uh, old age. And we're sharing some some awareness that uh, <laughs> time is marching on. Sorry to say. Um, if we don't have some significant sickness now, we may have had some before and gotten over it. And certainly there's more to come. Heard, heard people talk in small groups about fear, fear of our, what's going to happen to us in, in old age. Being alone, being in a nursing home, maybe some fear of death itself. So these are, these are, uh, it's great to, uh, to talk about this and to know this and to see this, and, you know, all, all the, we've been losing all of our life. We've been losing, 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 but right now we can, we, you know, we, we need to, we can, we have to face it. We have to face loss. And um, I think a, just a great way to face loss is to meditate. Is to find our true home. It's always been here. I think that's why we meditate. We want to come home. We want to come home to this to some kind of ground, some kind of um, universal beingness. Some some fulfillment of of our deepest desire that, that gets waylaid by, you know, grasping after this and getting involved with, I don't want that, waylaid by distractions. So in meditation, we're not waylaying ourselves anymore. We're not distracting ourselves anymore. We're going to the heart of the matter. And we might find that the heart of the matter is um, all of our dreams come true in the heart of the matter. Our dreams of 
ease and oneness and well-being and but we just have to let go we have to let go of of our grasping at what is clearly not helpful clearly not real clearly changing 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 ungraspable you can't grasp a compliment you can't grasp a criticism you can't grasp a temporary fame you can't grasp a temporary neglect it's just changing 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 but i'm not saying you can grasp this well-being but we can relax into our um, our true nature our inner nature our inner goodness that is aware simply awake this is something that all human beings every human being raccoons share this consciousness we are ch children in the same family of consciousness and by allowing this consciousness to freely take place allow the light the lamp to be lit the lamp that's always here it's always lit but we just get distracted and we don't see the light but just to allow them simply let the light be here the light of consciousness i think i might have mentioned this before but when you throw a stick at a dog I didn't make this up. This is an old, you know, ancient thing. When you throw a stick at a dog, the dog chases the stick. But when you throw a stick at a lion, the lion turns around and faces you. So let's be lions. And instead of that, turn around step back a little bit back instead of chasing after those sticks face the mind step back and as you step back there might be thoughts there could be lots of thoughts and that's fine just don't get caught in judging And be aware be conscious just simply know what's happening simple just know what's happening and that's all we need to do step back don't judge and just know what's happening appearances 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 inner appearances external appearances 
and we're no longer alone. We're in everything. But we have to let go. We have to become nothing, just be in everything. And let the rest take care of itself out of our control. Thoughts arise, can't stop thinking. They arise and they dissolve like, like waves in a shoreless ocean. Just arise and dissolve, arise and dissolve. Appearances looking around, beautiful. But, you know, it's gone. Sounds are gone the minute they appear. So this has been a little bit like a meditation, but let's meditate anyhow. And we'll do a, a practice that's called calm abiding, calms the mind, shamatha. Which is becoming embodied. The body's very calm. It's like a like a, an animal. <laughs> a furry warm animal. So with your eyes open or closed as you wish, drop the thinking mind down into the body to become embodied. Dropping down into the, uh, just to really get it way far away from the thinking, into the feet. to the calves. And being aware of the thighs. <clears throat> and this noticing this unique power of awareness of the thighs warms the thighs, relaxes the thighs. It's almost like the thighs like to be recognized. Awareness intrinsically is warm. It's love. You are intrinsically warm love, awareness, kindness. You might want to take a deep breath and on the exhale, release.
Sometimes it's nice at the end of the exhale to stay there for a few seconds, three or four, and notice very little thinking there, a gap in the thinking at the end of the exhale. where bare awareness appears. And aware of the base of your spine. and going up the vertebrae, the lower back, up, up, up to the middle back. Maybe the energy is rising through the vertebrae and you're straightening a little bit as you're aware of it, the upper back, the neck, the throat. And if a thoughts are coming, arising, don't, don't fight with them. Let them be there. Insubstantial. You can't grab them. They're like feathers, just moving around in the wind. You can't. Really grasp a thought. Just let it be. And in this case, come back to this shamatha practice of awareness of the body awareness of the back of the head, the top of the head, the forehead, smooth and broad, aware of the thinking brain behind the forehead. And as we're aware of it, maybe it'll relax a little bit. Where are the eyes? And behind your eyes. Between your eyes. Where the jaw, and notice how the jaw relaxes when it's being warmed by the sun, 
of awareness. The back of the neck, the shoulders. There's some work on my house going on. I hope it's not distracting you too much. Where are the upper arms? The lower arms. Letting the awareness warm the hands. The palms, the back of the hands. Feeling the sensations changing, changing, changing in the thumbs, the forefingers, middle finger, third, baby finger, and being aware of the rising and falling of the breath wherever you feel that again if you'd like to rest on the exhale for a few seconds that release and aware of your beautiful, tender, open heart. The heart of compassion. We naturally want to be free. We naturally want to let go of our grasping, of our fear, of our jealousy, of our anger, of our desires. of our low self-esteem, fear of aloneness. We want to let go of these. Feel the compassion. None of these are necessary sufferings. And the compassion is always there. Open, vast, imagining your loved ones in front of you, and wishing that they be free from all of their entanglements, all of their 
suffering. May you be free, my dears. May you be happy. Love. And extending this love, this compassion in front of you. Love to the right of you. Love to the left of you. Love behind you. Love above you. And love below you. Boundless love, limitless, this love has no edges. It's beginningless and endless. Loving awareness. Love unto you. permeating every cell of your body with love. Love to your surroundings. And love to all beings. All the children of consciousness. Everywhere. All the same. May all beings be free of hunger, of heat, of wars, 
pervasive love, pervasive compassion. May they be free of the disturbances of the monkey mind. Racial prejudice. And then just relax from all these contemplations and just simply be. Switching to Vipassana. Just being. Stepping back. Not judging. And just knowing whatever is happening. And it'll take care of itself. You know, chase after thoughts or fight with them. Like waves in a shoreless ocean. And you are the ocean. It's all water. don't have to do anything. This is effortless. Simply being. With whatever is happening, just knowing it, you can't do this wrong. So simple. We can't believe it. So simple. It's our refuge.
everything is welcome. Good thoughts, bad thoughts. Just let them be. You are love. You are compassion. You are awareness. You are the ocean. Whenever you're ready, you could Open your eyes and look around and what's maybe appreciating certain warmth, appreciation that well, appreciating you can see. This jewel, this treasure of seeing. Okay, so um, quite a lot, and about the practice and the um, and Gil and the meditation um, that we've all been doing for at least a little while, and um, how important that is, and. Letting go, etc. Great, thank you. Liz, is that Liz? That's yeah. Liz. I was with the group with Essie, and it was really nice to connect. We talked about different subjects, but what I'm taking away from it was it was really lovely to connect with to other folks, and we had some things in common, some things that were new, and I just really appreciated that. Good. For those of you who do not know, we have small groups too that are really supportive because you know you're with the same people. You meet we couple every couple of weeks, and uh, and and um, the conversations are very open, honest, and like today, but with the intimacy and the support of a and and love really of a continued 
small sangha. So if you're interested in that, let, let us know and we can tell you about it. So someone else, what did you talk about today? About letting go. Yeah, please, uh, Deborah. Can't hear you, Deborah. Okay. Um, we go. started out with um, the difference between letting be and letting go, and we had some um, nice talk, a little bit of a conversation about that. But then we also talked about uh, what we would like to have taken away from us or be relieved of. Um, and that kind of turned out to be fear for, for a good sense of it for a time. Um, and we talked, talked about the, having fear and, um, what brings it on and causes and conditions and things like that. Second arrows and, um, and the other part that we talked about is what we'd like maybe is, to be relieved of the stories that we carry around. Um, stories that uh, may or may not be true, but stories that um, just create an obstacle to, to feeling free and being free, really. Um, and, and just, uh, and then a, a general conversation about, you know, what it is to become old, get old. <laughs> And uh, it was a really nice group, and um, yeah, we we filled up the, we filled up our time slot. Wonderful, and you were a group of three, so that's that's no, good we to were hear. Four. We were oh, four. You were, oh, I see. Okay, so yeah. that's that's great. So, abracadabra, abracadabra. No more fear for you. No more stories. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody talk about losses? How you're letting, yeah, Charu, please. Yeah, just following that, our group was three people, me and, and Larry and David. And uh, the point that I want to make is about the stories that we carry from our ancestors. So things that we we feel that would be disrespectful to let go of. Hmm. So I just want to add that it was a, a point that I thought it was very profound to to bring that to awareness. Things that we just carry because we was passed down to us, and some of the stories can be pretty painful, but we carry it anyway because of honoring the ancestors. And I was mentioning to them that there are rituals that happens about that release with ancestors. I haven't done, but I, I'm aware of them. Nice. Anyway, it was a very, very uh, wonderful group. I enjoyed quite a bit. So it was you and two men? Le yes, Larry and David. And you men don't usually talk so much. You, you, did, <laughs> you did okay. It was great. It was great. Women are, you know. <laughs> thank you great thank you that's very interesting honoring your ancestors by holding on to their pain I don't know might be honoring them by really helping them 
might really help them to let go of your pain. Maybe they're still holding on to it somewhere. You could help them. That note, uh, it's a sort of silly, but I've honored my ancestors by keeping their stuff. And so um, at photos, furniture, uh, documents, all kinds of stuff. And at this time, as, as we previously said, we're divesting, including all of that, uh, or most of it. So, I, and I've been very happy to send some of this off to cousins and not have to be responsible for it anymore. So, um, I, when you talk of honoring ancestors, uh, I've kept them with me <laughs> all these 80 years, and I, I do look forward to putting them out on their own. <laughs> yes. That's great. Rather than having a backhoe come and take it, <laughs> take it all away. Someone else. I, I can say something about the discussion in our group, which focused on loss and on letting go, but all of it seemed to come back to a, a real concern about the immediacy of the immediacy of mortality, and that and both fear of mortality, fear of death, and the need to try to find a way to deal with oncoming oncoming demise, oncoming death, uh, in a in a um, way that is satisfying in a way that is not uh, that, that is not so bound up in, in fear and discomfort that it becomes uh, just a very difficult and painful experience. How have you how how are you working with that? How am I working with it? Yes. Um, you know, that's that's a question that would take some time to try to answer. I I am almost every day thinking about and with Becky talking about and with others talking about the experience of feeling elderly. We've we've turned eighty now a couple of years ago, but we're we're still uh, in our early eighties and have really have the feeling that we are now in old age. I don't know that we felt that in our 70s so much. We were still pretty active and, and traveled a lot and did a lot of things that we don't and, and really can't do now. And uh, that that feeling old inevitably raises questions about death. And, and I... I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not so afraid of death. I'm afraid of dying. And the process is something that uh, is so uncertain and can be so difficult that it does. It does create some anxiety. In me. I'm not. I'm not uh, overwhelmed by that anxiety by any means. At this point, I might become, but. Uh, um, 
That's the, am I answering your question at all? Yeah, is it the physical pain or is it perhaps the emotional pain or do you know what it's about? I, what? I think both, I think both. I think that you know, the, facing the ultimate loss is certainly an emotional issue. It can be emotionally difficult and trying, I know from having observed others in that situation. Um, it, but the physical difficulties are also very uncertain at this stage. I mean, we, I don't have any identifiable physical problem that might lead to death yet, but I know that something is coming. And uh, uh, that can be any kind of number of things, some more, more uh, tolerable than others, more easy to tolerate than others, some faster, some slower, some some living with significant impairment who knows yeah we've got something we're all maybe we'll have a uh, a meeting sometime just particularly on that subject on on, on death someone else thank you by the way that's great to hear I'll just speak up. I have my electronic hand raised, but. <laughs> oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, right. You know, I didn't discuss this in our group, but in hearing what has been discussed so far, I am feeling deep gratitude for the aunt who just recently died, who's the very last of my parents' generation to go. And um, I had an older sister who had a child out of wedlock, had a son that was given up for adoption. And there was always this big question mark in my mind where he was. And when and after she was sent to a home for unwed mothers and then to live with my aunt and uncle in Indianapolis. And when Indiana changed the law to unlock um, closed adoption records, my nephew decided to seek out his mother. And unfortunately, she died in a car accident when he was only a couple years old. But she, but he then realized that he had all of these relatives, lots of aunts and uncles, and his the way he found us was through this one aunt who was still living in the same home, had the same phone number as when my older sister went to live with them. And so right now I'm feeling a great sense of gratitude to this particular aunt for having been kind of the, um, the person who allowed us to all come together and I discovered a new branch of the family, which is something I'm extremely grateful for before I die. Beautiful. Nice. I think we should stop here. Uh, thank you because um, um, we're going to have a very sweet session next, I'm sure. Uh, Charu is going to be leading us in some 
some uh, some some yoga, I think, and and she's got a very loving heart, so I'm sure it'll be such have nice things to say too. I don't want to miss any of that. We're already gone a little too long, so if you could try to be back, um, gosh, well it's twelve eighteen. If you could try to really be back punctually by twelve thirty. That will only give us a half hour for that. So please, please do. And uh, we'll now go on a break. Okay, see you, so see you soon. <laughs>